Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. You know, something that all of us are created with, and sometimes we lose sight of this, is, is this thing called destiny. And so I wanted to do a series starting this morning called Unlocking Your Destiny. And on your cell phones, to unlock your phone, it probably says something like swipe right or slide to unlock. And if I told you that there are some things you can do to slide to unlock God's destiny for your life, how many would want to know what those are? So over the next few weeks during a new series called Unlocking Your Destiny, we're going to talk about how to discover that destiny, how to develop it, how to determine it, and even how to redo our destiny over the next few weeks. So uh, we were all born with destiny. We are designed with destiny. And so that, that's an awesome thing that God birthed in us. And if I was going to define the word destiny for you, it would just be a predetermined plan for our lives or a predetermined course for our lives. So God has some predetermined things planned for you. Now I want to say right up front that having a destiny is not contingent on how old you are. You never run out of destiny. Let me just say this to you that God put enough destiny in you to last through eternity. All right, look, look at this scripture, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. God said this. This is about Jeremiah. It's a principle for us. It says, I knew you before I even formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you. So I want you to know this. No matter what someone may have said to you or what you have thought, there are no accidents in this room. There are no accidents watching from home. Doesn't matter how you got here. The thing is that you got here and you got here with a, with a life built full of destiny, with um, potential in you. But God has this predetermined plan for our lives. That's what we call destiny. So God put this thing in you called potential. Everyone say potential. It's something that God put in you even before you breathed your first breath. When you were in your mama's womb, God put this gift of destiny. He put this gift of potential in you. Now, I want you to think about this. Would this be true to say that God is actually pregnant with purposes, with plans, and potential? We see that throughout the Bible. That that's something that God is full of. He's pregnant with potential plans, with purposes. And so if we're made in the image of God, guess what you are pregnant with? Plans, purposes, potential. As a matter of fact, I, I wrote it down this way. I want you to grasp a hold of this. Um, you actually existed in God before you were born, and you are actually a continuation of God's deliveries. Thank you for the excitement. Let me say it again, just in case you didn't get it. You are actually a continuation of God's deliveries. We see from the very, very beginning of the Bible, one delivery after another of God delivering purposes and plans and potential to earth. And guess why? You are a continuation of those deliveries. And once again, thank you for your excitement. That, that should really excite you, that you're not just here by chance. You're not just here by circumstance. You are here as a delivery from God. That's why God doesn't do anything by chance. He doesn't do anything by wishes. He does everything by what? Plans and purposes. So when you were born, you were born with all the potential that you needed 
an eternity full of potential for everything God's called you to, to be and to have and, and, and to do. Now, when I talk about destiny, I'm talking about two distinct areas of destiny. And this is how I reference them. First of all, there is what I would call the direct destiny of God for your life. Here's what the direct destiny, now remember destiny is this predetermined plan for your life. So the direct destiny of your life is everything that's in the Bible that's written in black and white. Every promise is what? Yes and amen for you. So there are, there is a book called the Bible that's full of destiny for your life. Every promise in that book for you is yes and amen. In other words, um, what God said yes to, you just need to stick your amen to. So when I say destiny, first of all, I'm talking about the direct destiny of God. If it's in the Bible, it's your destiny. And the Bible says some things like this. You're more than a conqueror. You're more than an overcomer. You're blessed. That's part of your destiny. That's the direct destiny of God. Then there is what I would call the indirect destiny of God. That would be things like, what's my career? Where should I go to college? Um, what career path should I take? Who should I date? Who should I marry? Those are indirect things that are founded on the principles of, the, of direct destiny. Y'all with me? So when I say we're going to find out how to unlock uh, the destiny of God for our life, I'm talking about what's directly in the Bible and what's indirectly in your life. But the Bible says you were pregnant with some things when all the way back in your mama's womb, and that was destiny. Look at someone and say, he's talking to you. Now, I want to read a scripture to you. It's actually my favorite verse in the whole Bible. How many have a favorite verse? Three of you. Okay. <laughs> The Bible's got a lot of good verses, right? But, but I have one that's my favorite verse. Actually, a lot of people ask me why I wear this key around my neck. I have two keys. One of them says visionary. My, my kids and my wife got that for me. And the other one is Ephesians 2.10. That's my, that's my favorite verse. And so that's why I wear this. So I answered that for everybody. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Look what it says. This is the Amplified Classic, so it's a little bit of expanded version. But I love the, the wording. It says, for we are God's own, what, handiwork. We're the workmanship of God. We were recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we would do the good works that God predestined or he planned beforehand for us, to take paths that he prepared ahead of time for us, that we would walk in them, and I love this, that we would live the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now, did you notice in this version of the Bible, which just amplifies the Greek language, there were a lot of words like planned ahead of time, prepared for you ahead of time, prearranged. That meant, that, that, that's another way of saying there's some destiny for the paths of your life. There is destiny for the trek of your life. So like I said, no matter what someone has ever said or spoken to you, maybe someone said, we didn't plan on you, you were an accident, or maybe they, they just implied to you that they weren't counting on you, it doesn't matter, God counted on you all the way back uh, when you were in, existed in him before. And so this verse says this, that we're the workmanship of, of Christ. Another way of saying workmanship, there's a couple ways we could look at that word. It means some things like this, that you are a work of art. You are the handiwork of God, or you are actually handcrafted by God. And I love this. Another version says you are the poem of God. In other words, what that means is God has, uh, has some intricate, intentional, purposeful 
uh, plans for you, and he created you in that way. When God made you, you're a work of art to him. You are handcrafted. You're God's poem. Now, now here's the key. If you're going to understand destiny, you've got to understand the source of destiny, who's God, your creator. If he created you, then you understand, when you get to understand him, you'll really come to understand your destiny. So the Bible says you're the handiwork of God. Then I love this. It said you are actually recreated in Christ Jesus, or you were born anew. Here's what that meant. The moment that you became a believer, you, you came spiritually alive, and you are now capable of fulfilling what he made for you before you were even born. But you had to be recreated. You had to come spiritually alive to walk out the paths that God actually had for you. The good news is if you are a follower of Christ, if you are born again, if you're a Jesus follower, if you are a Christian, however you, you, whatever you title yourself, you are now capable of walking out the paths that he prepared way ahead of time. That he planned for you, then he recreated you in Christ that you could walk those out. Here's what the Holy Spirit does. He searches the deep things of God and reveals them to us. So he wants to reveal the steps of your destiny, the direct destiny of God and the indirect destiny of God, which is the will of God for your life. This is why the enemy, do you know the enemy has a plan for your life? The Bible said he's a thief. He comes to nullify, destroy, and delete the plan of God for your life. That's why we stand so strong against abortion. Because that's a sin that wipes out destiny. That's a sin that snuffs out the plan of God in those babies' lives. That's why we stand so strong against it. And it's the number one killer in the world right now. That's why we're, we are pro-life. We're pro-destiny. Amen. We're, we're, we're not ashamed to say that. I know that's a controversial topic, but we are, we are pro-destiny. But here's why the devil was against the plan of God in your life. He wants to minimize it. He wants to nullify it. He wants to actually destroy it. Here's why. Because the plan of God in your life is connected to the glory of God. What you do in life, when you walk out the direct destiny of God, when you walk out the indirect destiny of God, guess what it's attached to? The glory of God. God getting the glory. And isn't that what it's all about? God getting the glory. And so the Bible says when we were recreated in Christ, now we can walk out those paths that were prepared ahead of time for us, that were prearranged. And I love what the Bible says. It calls it this. It's the good life he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So everything that's in the Bible is the good life. Everything that's in the will of God for your life indirectly is the good life. Now, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but maybe some of us have tried to live our life at some time according to our path and our plan. Don't look around. <laughs> and I would say probably that wasn't the good life for you. Amen. It might have seemed good at moments, but look what it produced. It did not produce life. It did not pro produce destiny. It, it probably produced death. But aren't you glad that God recreated you in Christ Jesus? That you can now walk out the good life. You couldn't do it before, but you can now. Elbow somebody and say, he's talking to you. Now let me say this to you. You got to get this, okay? Whatever is in God's destiny for you, whether it's direct or indirect destiny, God puts a demand on it. He puts a demand on what's in the Bible for your life. And he puts a demand on the will of God as far as the indirect steps of your life.
We say, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, no, that's a good thing. Because God will only put a demand on what he has given provision for. That's where you say amen. God will only put a demand on what he has given provision for or what he provides for. So if God has put provision in the Bible, which is the direct destiny, then God will put a demand on that for your life. If God has created steps for your life, where uh, your career path, who you're supposed to marry, all of those sort of things, then God will put a demand on it. Because guess what? He's put provision there for you. Who you're supposed to date, who you're supposed to marry, what you're supposed to do in life. How many of you know that's some good news? That's God preparing paths ahead of time. Now, here's what I get. Probably with all of this amount of people in here watching, we probably messed up God's destiny in some form or fashion at some point in time. Hang in there. I'm going to talk about, yeah, I see some faces. Like, yeah, probably more than once. I'm going to help you with that as we go through this series, okay? We're going to help you with that because um, as for, as long, if you're still breathing and God's still working, your destiny is still being developed. It's still, it's still there's possibility. Amen. I would go as far as to say this, there's nothing you've done yesterday that's bigger than the destiny he has for you tomorrow. If, if you think that's true, you are prideful and arrogant because I, I encourage you to grasp a hold of this. God's provision, which includes his restoration, is bigger than your flub ups and your failures and your mistakes. God happens to be bigger than your sin and your failure and your mistakes. Elbows and say, now he's really talking to you. Go ahead. Some of you are like, mm-hmm, come on. So let's talk for the next few moments. If there's this thing called destiny, and if you were born with it, how do you discover your destiny? And this is going to be much easier than you think, right? Go with me to Psalm 139, sort of a very uh, familiar uh, few verses. Uh, maybe you haven't read this before. If you haven't read this, this is going to, go, this is going to pop. Here we go. Psalm 139. We want to start at verse 13. This is what God's saying about you. Um, God formed you. You formed my innermost being. And you shaped my delicate inside and my intricate outside. And you wove them together in my mother's womb. Once again, we're seeing destiny from the onset of the very first stages of life. Verse 14 says, I thank you, God. For making me so mysteriously complex. Anyone ever felt complex? Guys, you ever just thought your wife's a little complex? The men who've been married for a while will not answer that question. I'm just crazy enough to say it out loud. I'll pay for it later. But, but anyways, the Bible says this. I thank you, God, that you made me mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. Verse 15, you even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. Now look at verse 16. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day. The number of my days, look what it says, you planned for me, and they were already recorded in your book. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a few really, really powerful verses. That God made you in a secret place. He designed you in a secret place. He put things together, made something out of nothing. He formed you, and the Bible said there's a book in heaven with your days in it. There's a book in heaven with your days in it, with your destiny in it. 
And when we read scripture, we understand a couple of things. First of all, that there's a sovereign will of God for your life that we call destiny. But we also understand at the same time, there's this free will to discover your destiny or not. So God made you with a sovereign will, but he also gave you the free will if you would follow or fulfill or discover or develop or, de- or do the destiny of God that's directly in the Bible and the destiny of God that's indirect for your life. Those principles that carry indirectly in our lives. Are you with me? But the Bible says God formed you, put you together, made you, made you a destiny. And he wrote about it in a book. But here's the thing that, that I've come to learn. There's, there's usually three, three types of people. First of all, there's some people when it comes to destiny that they're just ignorant of destiny. That doesn't mean they're ignorant. It just means they didn't know that they were created. They didn't know Psalm 139. They did not know those verses. Maybe that's you today. Maybe that's someone watching. You're just ignorant. You're not ignorant. You're ignorant of the fact because maybe no one told you. Maybe no one opened your eyes. What happens when you get your eyes open that you have destiny? You'll live differently. When you get revelation that my life has purpose, it has meaning, no matter what someone else may have spoke over you when you were younger, this, this word right here speaks something entirely different over you. If they said something differently, they didn't know what they were talking about, they misspoke, or they lied to you. But when you get revelation, so sometimes we're just ignorant of that fact. Uh, there's some other people that are maybe not ignorant of it, but they just choose to ignore God's path and God's destiny. Whether that's the direct destiny of God or whether that's the indirect destiny, they just ignore the fact that who God wants them to date and marry, the career path God wants them to go down, where God wants them to live, what God wants them to do. Sometimes they just, they just ignore it. So we can be ignorant of it, we can ignore it, or there's a third type of people, and this is what I say about them, they get ignited with destiny. They get ignited and they live with passion, they live with purpose, they live with intention, and they walk out the destiny that God has for them. That's the kind of person I want you to become, the person that is ignited, awakened to destiny. But I will tell you that that doesn't happen if you just have interest in it. That only happens when you're willing to pursue and seek and abandon yourself for the plan and purpose that God has for you. Because you're the only one that can keep God's destiny from your life. The devil can't do it unless you allow him. Did y'all get that? The devil can't do it unless you allow him. He is not greater than you. Did y'all get that? He is not greater than you. He has tactics. Yes, he has tactics. He's a great deceiver. But if you know truth, truth sets you free. If you have revelation, it sets you on course. Amen. So discovering this destiny. How do we do this? Let's go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And I know I keep repeating myself, but I want you to get this. How do we discover the direct destiny and the indirect destiny of God? Are you with me? All right, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. Are you ready? It's really deep. Here we go. Ask, and it will be hidden from you. No, given to you. Search, and you will find. You ever done a Google search? Okay, search. 
Knock, and the door will be opened for you. The one who asks will always. The one who is searching will always. And the door is open to the man who always what? Knocks. So in this verse is the key to how you and I discover the direct destiny or the indirect or and the indirect destiny for our lives. You ready for these life points? Number one is deep. Ask. You ask. You ask. Sometimes we don't ask. But this is where it starts with asking. But sometimes our English word, I want to ask you a question, is a very simple word. But this word in Greek is a little bit different. It means that you ask with urgency, even to the point of demanding. Did you all get that? <clears throat> I just said you can't find the destiny of God by casual asking. You have to abandon yourself and pursue it with passion. The first way that you find what's my destiny in the Bible or what's the indirect destiny in my life, you ask with urgency to the point of demanding. The word ask in the New Testament is the word through the Gospels is the word demand. God is giving you permission to put a demand on everything he's destined for your life. Did you get that? Whatever God is destined for your life, God has given you permission to put a demand on it because he's already made provision for it. That means provision means he's for the vision. His vision for your life. That's what the Bible is. It's God's vision for your life. He's provision. If he has created provision, he wants you to have an urgency to put a demand on it. Okay, let's talk about the, the direct destiny of God. The direct destiny of God says some things like this. I mentioned a moment ago. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. It actually means this in the Greek. Hupo nikos. You are more super above. Being a champion is what it means. Now, that's the will of God for your life. Your destiny is to be a champion, not a chump. That's the destiny. So how do I discover it? I put a demand on it. God, I want to be a champion. Show me how to be a champion. Show me in your word how to champion this area of my life. Show me how to champion my marriage. Show me how to champion my money. Show, you, show me how to champion my health. Show me how to champion my business. The Bible says put a demand on it. I love that. And it also implies that you keep asking as a pattern of your life. The pattern of your life should be continue to put a demand on the word of God. Put a demand on, on what the Bible says uh, is yours. Continuing to put amen to what God said yes to. If you read in the Bible that you were born with a destiny, you need to put your amen to it. When you read something in the Bible that God says about you, you need to insert your name or stop and go amen. You know what that means throughout the Psalms? You'll see that. You'll see a word, Selah. It means stop and think about it. Amen means get in agreement with it. You don't have to use the word amen. You can say, uh-huh, I'll take that. I believe it. That's for me. Or you can just say amen. That's why at the end of our prayer we say, thank you, Lord, amen. So be it. It's amen. 
Amen. Y'all with me? The Bible is your destiny. When you find in the Bible that healing is the children's bread, put a demand on it. God, I ask, I put a demand on healing in my body. I put a demand on healing throughout my physical body, throughout my emotions, throughout my mind. The Bible says this, you have the mind of Christ. God, give me your thoughts. I'll put a demand on it. And let it be the pattern of your life 24-7. It's how you breathe. It's how you live. It's how you live above the stuff in this world. Your destiny is not determined by who's in the White House. It's not determined by what policy they pass. It's not determined by the price of gasoline. It's chosen and created by the words of God. Put a demand on it. Amen. So this needs to be our question. God, what's in that book about my life? Show me what's in that book. Show me what's in that book, God. Show me about my money. Show me about my kids. Show me about my life. Show me about who I'm supposed to date. Show me, God. Show me. I put a demand on it. I want to know. Wouldn't it be terrible to live your whole life climbing a ladder over here and realize you're climbing on the wrong wall and one day find out that God had this destiny and this plan for you. That's why we need to ask. Amen. Ask in such a way that you expect he's listening and he's ready to reveal it to you. The Bible says, to the person who keeps asking, they shall always keep receiving. I'm going to make a bold statement. You can make the right choice every time. It's possible. Probably not likely because we get it messed up sometimes, but it's possible. But think about that. I don't know what to do. Quit saying that. Ask. I don't know how I should ask. Where should I go to school? Ask. Are you all with me? Who should I date? Ask. No, this is my list. No, ask. Okay. Life point number two. So we ask. It's deep. You ready? Seek. We ask. We seek. Now, the word ask means that I put a demand with urgency. The word seek means that I learn by investigating. So it's a little bit different word. It means I learn by investigating and searching. It actually means this, that I rearrange my priorities to discover what I'm looking for. I rearrange things until I find it. In other words, it's important. Um, guys, we don't do this. And this is different today because we have GPS. But remember back in the day, when we had maps, let me explain a map for those of you who are younger. It's this massive piece of paper that can never be refolded like it came, but you had to fold it out to find where you were going. It would give you directions. Guys, we thought we were born with that on the inside. How many guys, let's just be honest, God's watching, how many of you hate to ask directions? How many have ever been on a trip and you wouldn't ask directions so it cost you like an extra hour? You kept going by the same place over and over. I know where I'm going. I'm just, you know, getting my bearings. 
If we're going to ask, how I many know we need to listen for directions? I can be real honest with you. Um, anytime I've ever asked for directions, I realize I didn't pay attention to what they told me. <laughs> you go down here, like you see the light, you go right and you see stop sign. You, lo you lost me at the stop sign. I, I quit listening. <laughs> we need to listen. The Bible says this. We need to ask and we need to seek. Seek means we're going to rearrange the priorities in our life because this is what we're pursuing. So I made a screen for you. Because I, there are some things, if you're really wanting to seek the destiny of God for your life, that you need to pay attention to. I'm going to keep this up there for a moment. A lot of you guys like to take pictures of it. That's cool. So what do you need to pay attention to? First of all, I'm going to put a demand on what's in the Word. I'm going to put a demand on the will of God for my life. But then I'm going to say, I've got to rearrange priorities so I know the destiny that God has for me. And so, especially with the indirect will of God, first of all, what consistently interests you? If you're a high schooler, or maybe you're getting ready to graduate, you might want to pay attention to this. What, what consistently interests you? There are going to be things that consistently grabs your interest. It may not grab someone else's interest, but it will grab your interest. For example, anything medical does not grab my interest. Thank God for you doctors and nurses, but it does not grab my interest. My wife will watch surgeries and things on TV. I'm like, something is wrong with that. I watch important things like ESPN, Sports Center, the draft. You know, those are things that really help you in life. So, um, what has this consistent interest in your life? Even in the direct will of God, there are going to be some things that really have your direct interest. How about this? What most burdens you? There are going to be some injustices and some things that burden you, aggravate you, and frustrate you. Those are some things God's called your attention to. How about this? What doesn't just grab your interest, but it really excites you? What are some experiences that have most influenced you in your life? Maybe you've gone through some things in life, so had some things happen. See, here's what the Bible says about all that. God didn't design that stuff, but he'll take it and turn it around for your good. Even if the enemy designed it, even if the enemy create a strategy against you. The Bible said God didn't create it, but he will take it and he will turn it for your good. God takes all the stuff and continues to work it for our good, continues to work it for our destiny. Or how about this? What people have most significantly influenced you? All of that stuff is a key to your destiny. You know, some, guys, some of you have met um, Pastor Munz. He hasn't been here for, for a couple years, but uh, how many have ever been here when Pastor Munz was here? You know, he came into my life at a point where he, where he influenced me for ministry. And he was a person that was in my life. See, God, God doesn't just, um, God uses everything. He uses situations. He uses circumstances. He'll use the good. He'll use the bad. And he'll use people. Actually, Pastor Steve wrote, wrote a book called The Journey. It's about God dots in our life. The people that God connects us to brings across our paths. But the Bible says this. This is the way we seek him, listening to these things, watching these things. And as we seek him, we begin to rearrange our life in accordance with some of these things. So how, how do you know the, the destiny God has for you? How do you discover it? Well, first of all, you got to know you were, you were created with it. You were born with it. I used to do messages, I called them dare to destinize. I, I made up the word, right, destinize. That means you're going to actually destinize. You're, going to fight. you're not going to be one of those people who are ignorant of the destiny God has for me, and you're not going to ignore it. You're going to let God ignite you with it. But here's how you do it. You, you ask, and you seek. And here's the third one. It's real deep, too. You ready? Knock. 
First of all, here's what you ought to be getting out of this message today. No matter what someone said to you, you were made with destiny. And because God did it, it's big. And it will never run out because it's eternal. So you're born with it. And the Bible tells you how you can find it. God's not keeping it from you. He wants the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. And he says, all you got to do is ask, not timidly, but you ask with an urgency. Make it the pattern of your life that you're always asking God about choices, decisions, directions, about what's in the Bible. In seeking, being willing to rearrange things in your life for his destiny. And third, keep... He said, if you, if you always ask, you will always find. If you always seek, it's always going to be revealed to you. If you're always knocking, it's going to be opened to you. Now, the word knock means to rap on a door, just like this, to rap on a door. But it means more than seeking and it means more than asking. It means to press. All right, God, I am knocking on this. I need to know. I want to know. Literally, it means this. You ready for this? this if, if you've ever, I'll just tell you a funny story. Um, so we, me and my wife, this was a few months ago. You know, if a, if, a, if a restaurant says they're open till 9, wouldn't you assume that they were open till? But sometimes they like to start shutting down early. So we went to a restaurant, he closed at like 9 or 10, whatever it was, and we were there, what, 15, 20 minutes before they closed, pulled up to the drive-thru, you know, the little thing where they talk to you, and no one wants to talk to me. And I'm like, hello, hello, I mean, the lights are on and everything, I'm like, hello, we're out here. So I'm like, I'm just driving up to the window. Obviously, they don't know how to work the microphone, so I drive up to the window. We literally saw them hide <laughs> and get down behind the stuff. I got to be honest with you, my immediate reaction was, God bless those people. My action was, I'm, because I drove up, now I'm going to get out of the car, and she's like, don't, don't, don't do it, don't do it. We can literally see them, the manager and everyone. So we drove off. Now, now, now think about this, maybe, don't look around, but maybe there may have been a time in your life where someone was knocking at your door and you hit for whatever reason. I was thinking about that this morning, and I had this memory from when I was younger. And there was this, I'm just going to tell you stories. All right, here we go. So there was this guy who lived up the road, and he, he this, something wasn't all working. It just, he was just a little different, right? And he would stop, he would walk all the time. He would stop by our house all the time. So we had two options. We let him in, and he was one of those people, and don't look around, they, they, they never knew when to leave. So one of two things always happened, okay? I'll tell you the second one first. We had a bird, and he was petrified of the bird. So my dad would let the bird out, <laughs> and he would leave. <laughs> or option one was better is we, we didn't answer the door. We, we, everybody be quiet. Right? So here's the reason for all these stories. The word knock literally means this. I know you're in there. I know you're in there. Healing, I know you're in there. Blessing, I know you're in there. 
Deliverance, I know that you're in there. Spouse, I know you're in there. Blessing, I know that you're in there. Y'all got the point? What if following God's destiny, because sometimes we feel like it's, it's confusing or it's hard, and God says, I just, I just need you to ask. Abandon yourself and ask. Not casually, but urgently. Make it the pattern of your life to keep asking God. Have any of you ever not asked God about some things and then later like, I didn't want that. <laughs> And then seek. So th this is a pattern to our life, to ask with urgency about the destiny. Remember we read the scripture about the good paths and the prearranged things? God's saying, that's what you need, to, you need to ask about. And rearrange your life to seek those things and knock. I know, they're in, I know those plans are in there. In any area of our life where those plans aren't flourishing, God, show me why that's not flourishing. I know, I know. And maybe God's saying, maybe God might say something like this to you. Well, we need to make some attitude adjustments. I didn't want to seek that. I, I didn't ask about that. But maybe that's why something hasn't opened up. But all God's saying to you is, let's make some adjustments so I can open up some things to you. Let's make some alterations. Let's Let's change our thinking on some things. Let's repent over a few things. Let's, let's adjust some things so I can keep opening those things up to you. I wrote this down at the end of my notes. I want to say this like I put it in here. How you knock determines how great it is being opened up to you. How you knock determines how great it's revealed to you. In other words, knock with some expectancy. Knock with some anticipation. Knock with some excitement. Knock with some faith. Because that's how God will open. That's how great he will open it up to you. He'll open your eyes. You'll see the impossible become possible. He'll see the broken become fixed. He'll see the, the sick become healed. You'll see the poor become prosperous. Because you, you, you know this in the Bible, when we ask and we seek and we knock, God wants you to be prosperous. He does. He wants you to be prosperous. Have you ever prospered in something above what you, what you thought you could? You're like, man, because you knocked. Maybe you weren't trained for it. Or maybe God's asking you to open this or do this or bless somebody or open this business or create this. It's all attached to the glory of God. What you're doing, where you're working, it's all attached to the glory of God. Say, so how do I remember ask? A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. Should become the pattern of our life. And it will always open up the destiny God has for us. Whether it's the destiny that's in the Bible, written on, on, in black and white, or it's indirect things about these other decisions. Did y'all get something good this morning?
I want to take this a step further next week and talk about, okay, how, once we start asking, how do we develop this in our life? But I was thinking about this in closing today. Maybe there are some of you that are at a place where you're really, really needing to know some direction in your life, some course you need to go, some direction you need to go to. If that's you, would you stand up? Because I want to pray for you, if that's you this morning. Just really at a place where, like, Pastor, no, I'm, there's some, there's just like choices and decisions and, yeah. If you're close to one of those people, could you just put a hand on their shoulder? Some of this could be about their careers. Some of it could be relational. Um, some of it, you know, could be um, their jobs. Some of it could be their opportunities. Some, some people are just seeking God, show me what to do with this or that. So we're going to pray for you. The Bible says this in the book of James. If you need wisdom, ask for it. Get that? Ask. And the Bible says he will give it to you liberally. But don't doubt. Because when you doubt, it's like being double-minded, like a wave, and you're tossed to and fro. So I want you, as I pray for you, to just keep saying this in your heart. I will see clearly. I will see clearly. Father, I thank you for hands. People standing all across the room, maybe some people even at home are standing or, or, or in this same place. And God, your word says that if we need wisdom, to ask for it. God, for all of those having decisions, pursuits, relational, financial, business, opportunities, etc., 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 I pray there would be a spirit of wisdom that would come and there would be a spirit of peace that rises up in them that they would know about what choice to make, what to believe, what to embrace, and what to release. And God, I pray that destiny would be ignited in them awakened in them and they'll be full of passion and purpose and we pray all these things to be done in the mighty mighty name of Jesus amen amen amen